Hello, this is Richard Wilson at the Family Office Club. We're doing a member spotlight video with a firm called Ardenton today. And we have with us here, James Livingston, who's the founder of the firm. Welcome, welcome, James. Yeah, thank you. Happy to be here. Great, so we first met, you know, four or five years ago over a dinner, you know, at that point, you're about one third of the size that you're at right now. So I wanna dig into that in a minute. But if you were to describe your firm and what Ardenton does in a sentence, you know, how would you do so? Yeah. We're a, a private uh, investment company. So, so think of a small, a really small Berkshire Hathaway. Uh, and we've, but we, instead of buying billion dollar companies, we spend uh, 30 to 80 million uh, per transaction. So companies with five to 15 million of EBITDA across all industries. Right, so I wanna dig into your description of very small, uh, of course it's small compared to Buffett, who right now during the virus could buy almost any company in the S&P 500. So of course that's very large on the scale, but you're not small compared to most holding companies I know. You know when we met, you were at 15 million uh, EBITDA run rate. I believe now you're somewhere around the 50 million EBITDA run rate going forward, is that correct? That's correct. At the end of uh, December 2019, we had a trailing 12-month uh, revenue of about 500 million, EBITDA of 51 million, uh, and we're on track this year, uh, you know, to more than double that. Great. Yeah. Well, congratulations on all that success. I think um, one aspect of your firm that's really unique is that very long-term focus. You're not buying a company and flipping it every five to seven years, uh, which is pretty interesting. The other thing is the use of debt you know, in 13 years running the Family Office Club, I haven't seen a single other investment firm or company acquire companies using private debt the way that Ardenton does. Do you mind just explaining a little bit about that? Because it seems to be one of several things which has really, you know, helped you grow so exponentially. Yes, absolutely. So, so it, we're, we're not a fund, we're a corporation, uh, but the, uh, most of the groups that do what we do, which is invest in businesses, are private equity funds and they work with credit funds. So the credit funds provide the debt. The private equity fund doesn't raise their own debt. They just raise it institutionally. So what we've done instead is we go direct to our investors for the, the sub debt. Uh, and that gives us, gives us more flexibility. Sure, okay. And in terms of your value add process, what do you think has really made you more successful besides the debt, besides the long-term focus? What do you think it is? Yeah, well, our focus is on investing in typically slower growing businesses, and that's because we can buy them at better multiples. Uh, you make a return, uh, probably just like real estate, you, you make it on the buy. Uh, so our, we're targeting five to six times EBITDA, whereas last year the average multiple uh, for business was 11. Well, it's really hard to make money when you pay 11 times. So at five to six, these are slow growing businesses. So our value add is all the business improvement we do. So we have a group called AOS, Ardenton Operating Services. And these are ex-CEOs, presidents, um, COOs that are, have 25 years of business experience. And when we make an investment in a company, we're partnering with the existing owner to grow the business. So the businesses we're investing in have, have slowed down because the owner's happy. The owner doesn't wanna work extra hours. So we bring in people to grow the business, but we need that team really to oversee that. Sure, sure. I remember when we were having dinner, you were talking about a, uh, there's a commercial fencing company and it might have been one in the metal, metal space, but in a couple of the cases, it was a 17-year-old company, a 23-year-old company. How often are these companies at 15 plus years in business? Like almost all of them or what, what's kind of the fair way of what you guys look for? 
Yeah, a hundred percent of them. Uh, it okay. takes a long time, uh, generally, uh, to grow a, a business. Um, you know, the, the failure rate for business owners is extremely high. Uh, you know, I think uh, you have a better chance of of uh, becoming uh, a pro sports athlete than you do owning a fifty million revenue business. It's just very, very difficult uh, to grow a business. Uh, so when when we see these opportunities, they've been around, you know, twenty to in some cases, uh, you know, 100 years. We bought a, a business called Corbett's in England in Manchester. It's been around since 1809, uh, the Industrial wow. Revolution. Wow. And I know that uh, you're originally, I believe, from Canada, but you have holdings in the U.S., Canada, and U.K. But if I remember right from speaking to Scott on your team, I, I believe you guys are heavier tilted towards the U.K. and Canada and currently a little bit lighter in the U.S., right now. Can you talk to that a little bit? Because I think a lot of people from the U.S. have their U.S. blinders on. They usually invest with U.S. private equity funds, and they're used to that kind of mindset. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, so the value uh, is created by finding businesses we can invest in at five and six times. And so the U.K. economy, the Canadian economy, has grown much slow and slower in the last two years than the U.S. Sure. economy. Um, now this year is a great time for us to invest in the U.S. There's lots of slow growing businesses now, unfortunately, with the, the recession where we're about to go into. Um, so in the UK, uh, UK is about half our earnings and Canada and US is the other half. Uh, okay. But we anticipate investing in more US companies now, given that there's more candidates. Sure, sure. Okay. And if there's a uh, investor listening to this, what do you think is the number one due diligence question that an investor should be asking a firm like yours, but few people or nobody really ever asks. Yeah. Well, the risk in what we do uh, is really all about people. That's what we've discovered. Uh, so the question would be, how do you assess management teams? Uh, and we do that through psychometrics as well as we have a, um, a due diligence questionnaire that, that we go through as well. But if we get strong management teams, we'll do well in the business. Okay. Yeah. And, and what are you seeing right now in the market currently? on types of businesses? Yes, yeah, and opportunities, I guess, yeah. yeah. So currently, uh, what's quite interesting, deal flow is down 80% compared to last year in UK and Canada. US mm -hmm. is down maybe about 60%, but competition's way off too. Um, sure. So we're actually being quite successful in finding new opportunities. We curr we're currently signing eight new deals and we have 14. So this will be our best year ever on the investing side, funny enough. Uh, but we have uh, two healthcare investments uh, that we really like that we're looking to close in July. Uh, and we like those because they're not GDP sensitive. Um, whereas, uh, you know, most businesses, when you go down in a recession, earnings are affected. Uh, but with those, the multiples now are less. So we're seeing lots sure. of opportunity. Okay. My last question is about defensive sectors. Can you speak a little bit to what you see those as? And maybe, you know, healthcare, obviously, in the current environment, seems like a defensive sector for sure, uh, more so than most. In terms of others that you classify as defensive, if there's one or two that are counterintuitive as to why they're defensive, maybe if you could point that out, it might be helpful to our listeners as well. Sure. Yeah, with uh, this is, uh, and we have uh, actual uh, results to, to prove this out. So with our current portfolio, the best performing businesses are in food. So with edibles, Okay. People are, are just buying a lot of groceries. Um, so sure. uh, we're getting good growth rates. We also have a, a, a childcare business that looks after abused children. Uh, that's all government uh, supported. 
um, and they're doing really well. Uh, we have a business that does industrial refrigeration for ice rinks and, and facilities. Well, that's not being interrupted. So, uh, so really, it's it's looking at the source of of where the sales come from. Um, sure. and, and right now, consumer staples seem pretty solid, uh, as well as parts of healthcare. But there's other parts of healthcare that aren't doing as well because maybe it's elective, and elective surgeries are way down, or right. or it's not essential. Right, right. Makes sense. Great. Well, I appreciate you doing this interview with us today at the Family Office Club and for Sense Millionaire Advisors. I know we've got maybe half a dozen clients under due diligence taking a look at you guys now. And I think that you know, more investors will appreciate hearing about your model just because it is so unique and you've had such success at it. There's obviously some things to learn about what you guys are doing with the psychometrics and operating as a company versus a fund. So there's no management fees, no performance fees kind of baked into it as an extra layer. So Congrats again on all your success. And I guess, according to your stats, you're at the professional athlete level of uh, being a company CEO. Absolutely. So congrats on that. <laughs> and uh, definitely looking forward to keeping in touch, maybe seeing you at one of our investor summits coming up soon. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Richard. Yeah, thanks, James. Take care.